We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Liu, as Bob Fitzgerald always tells us, first home game after a road trip, basically a road game. <laughs> Holy shit, that is the perfect way to start this pod. I did not see that coming. I mean, I, I totally forgot about that quote. And uh, damn, I kind of wish the Warriors on the road because uh, that second half performance looked like uh, they, oh God. I, I would not have wanted to be in the arena tonight for what happened in the second we half. We were recording this after an overtime loss to the Memphis Grizzlies at Chase Center, the first game of an eight-game homestand. And man, there's a lot to talk about, but that feels like a game they tricked away. There's no other way around it. Like, you know, Memphis is a good team. Ja is a superstar in the making. They definitely poked some holes into the Warriors, but like the Warriors still should have won that game. Yep. And so the Warriors are four and one instead of five and no. Yeah, I I thought this is a game that they deserve to lose at the same time. I, I wasn't that it, it didn't feel like a game last season that I was like, man, the Warriors hot. Like, yes, you could say they should have won this, they should have done that, but uh, to me, anytime you turn the ball over twenty three times, and they've been doing this the last few games. At some point, it's got to come back and bite you. And, you know, if you think of it from a Steve Kerr perspective, and we'll talk about Steve a little bit later, they deserve to lose because of that. They, they didn't, you know, they lost. If they, if they put Stefan back earlier, yes, they could have won. But you just yeah. cannot turn the ball over that many times and walk out of there. With, you don't deserve to win when you do that. It was a pathetic performance, the way they were throwing the ball around. You can't do that. It's not like Memphis has this amazing so, so me, so, either. So, yeah, so the funny thing is entering tonight's game, Memphis had the best offense in the NBA and the worst defense. And, like, I know it's the first week of the season, but it was it's it's funny of all teams to see that ranking. I do agree with you. The first story of tonight's game was the turnovers. The Warriors were sloppy with the Rock. That Like, that's a, there's no other way to put it other than that. But, like, to me, I guess my question for you here is, how much did Memphis poke holes into the Warriors lineups? Because I was watching the Warriors in kind of the crunch time here. And yes, there were more than a handful of those. Like who were even trying to throw that to turnovers from the Warriors? Like, you know, the type like over the years where like, I don't understand what they're trying to do here, but there was also a, a segment of like, they opened the fourth with this Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, Juan Toscano, 
Andre Godala, Draymond lineup. So you have like three non-scorers with Jordan Poole and Damian Lee. And they played a lot of lineups, which again gets an overarching point, which is like, do the Warriors even have enough scoring on the floor unless Steph's going Nova? Yep. I, I, a lot of stuff to unpack there, but the main part is you, they fell back to a little bit of uh, what they've done for years that was successful is, is you can play a couple non-shooters on the floor because you have Steph and Clay, or you have one or the other on the floor. And Damian Lee is amazing. He was awesome tonight, and he made a lot of big shots, but he's not Clay Thompson. And uh, when that happens, it makes life hard. And Jordan Poole right now is struggling to be an NBA playmaker because it's his first time doing it, and defenses actually know who Jordan Poole is now. It's a lot harder to do that, right, versus last season when they had no idea who he was. So, yeah, I mean, maybe you can get a little bit more Nemanja Bielitz out there. Otto Porter was awesome in the first half, too, uh, to get some shooting out there. But, I mean, this is the roster that they have. I, I think it is difficult to do that. That's why they're throwing the ball around so much too, right? Like the reason why they do that is because they have to keep passing the ball because there's nobody that can get to the hole. But at the same time, some of these passes are just what the right. fuck? It's like, like what? That's, that's how it's, it's like 50-50. 50% of like, man, they're passing it in circles because none of them want to shoot the ball. And the other 50% of me is like, nah, that's – like six sixth graders know not to make that pass. Like, you know, so it's like, yeah. it's always 50, 50 at the Warriors. There's two, there's two comments in the chat. I want to actually get your opinion on right now. So one, let, let's start with this. D- did Otto or Bielitsa play in the fourth quarter? And there's a few comments that are basically referring to, should they have gotten the game at the end of the game? At the end of the game, I'm not sure. I was fine with the closing lineups. I mean, Steph- in, in the fourth, in the in the fourth quarter, in general, like when the yeah. game was. Let's put this way: when the game was in the balance, it was kind of a tie game from maybe eight minutes to go to the end, nine minutes, like basically around that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with the. I, I'm with earlier than that. Like, I you could you could argue that Auto and Belly. I think so. Get those guys. I mean, they played a very good first half. I think what Steve was scared of is that. Um, defensively, they couldn't hold up. And, and here's the flaw, I think, that, that Memphis push. And, and one quick point, because I know you want to get to some other stuff too, is that the Memphis guys got to the hole pretty much at will. Um, and Draymond was incredible defensively. One of his best, actually, his best defensive game all season, which is why the game was at 100 in OT. But uh, just just the Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, obviously John Moran, just getting to the mid-paint area at will. There's only so much Draymond can do when that happens, because there was nobody, nobody that was stopping anyone out there. Um, and so that, that was, that was something that I thought was a weakness. That- That's a good point. Like uh, Jordan Poole had another subpar game. Uh, Damian Lee actually, I thought played a really good game, but stopping drill penetration was not part of that. Steph good. He had a good, he had a good first half of the game and a poor second half of the game, particularly for Steph's standards. Uh, what do you think of Wiggins in general? Was he really denying printer penetration? Like I didn't think so. Two A, two A was just kind of out there. But uh, he was out. I mean, you know, he was he was being him, right? He's out there as as Fitz says. He's steady, as in he's steadily fine. <laughs> like I don't know, like like what well, he what do you have? Like fifteen points on like sixteen shots? I mean, that's Andrew Wiggins. I mean, what do you? <laughs> Ironically, 16 points on 15 shots. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't even have to. You could say that every single game. Like, yeah, he's good. He's out there. But he's not, he's not producing anything uh, that, that, that is incredible. Four, four rebounds, one assist. Um, I don't think he was particularly impactful on defense in this game. 
Um, oh. Maybe if he was denying some dribble penetration, things could have got different. There's like 10 different things you can point to that they could have won the game. That's what happens to you losing a three-point game in overtime. There's like 10 different things you could have done better. The one thing I want to ask you about is Jordan Poole. I feel like uh, – so Jordan Poole in preseason looked like the next coming of Steph Curry. Now, we all knew that was, you know, not going to last. But uh, he's had kind of a rough go of it in the regular season, aside from against the Lakers, who might – who are kind of playing like a playing team. So maybe we, maybe we should not overrate that performance. Um, right. Wh- what are you seeing from him right now? Like, why is he struggling so much? What are your thoughts? I he He's playing way too quick. Um, there's, I think of CJ McCollum because we threw out this comp. CJ McCollum is an incredible decision maker in between the paint and the three point line. Jordan Poole right now has no idea what he's doing once he gets in between three. Like when it gets to the hole, he's he's good at finishing. Like he's explosive. Shoots a three. He's not making it right now, but he's got, he's know, got a great he, touch around the rim. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, he's not making his threes right now. He will, I think. Um, and, and you know, he's getting decent open looks, so I think that'll that'll come around. But it's the let's take a dribble, and if there's someone in front of him in the paint, I I don't know what he's doing. I don't think he knows what he's doing. If he gets into the hole and somebody's at the rim, he's not looking. He did make one good pass today, but most of the time he doesn't know what is going on, right? He doesn't know whether to make the pass or not. But the thing is, like, that's what happens when you're young. It, to me, it's that's normal. Um, and I think Steve did play him through that today. He doesn't yank him when he makes those dumb turnovers. So I think it's the decision-making, man. Like, a lot of it is the game's way too fast for him right now especially against like, against good basketball teams. Actually, any basketball team, Sam. <laughs> any basketball team right now that, that knows the scouting report on Jordan Poole. Yeah, I can't decide if it's um, if it's just the game's too fast for him or it's more a function of, like, he just needs to see a couple go down for it to slow down for him. Uh, either way, you know, he's kind, of, he's kind of struggling, and it would do a lot for the Warriors to get him. Are you worried? Back. No, not really. It's it's just kind of the nature of a young player. It's like it would be great if he was Mr. Consistent, but if he was Mr. Consistent, he'd probably be on a max contract. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like I I guess I'm just doing a stock check things to monitor going forward. Like every you are correct. Everything's moving too fast for him right now. They need him to be better too. I mean just just they need him to be better, which is not something that the Warriors want to rely on. But in games like these, you can see, like you said, 15 reasons why they lost. But one real easy reason is, man, if, they, if Jordan Poole's pool plays better, especially on the bench uh, against with bench units, they win this game. I mean, they were horrific tonight when Steph was off the floor. And uh, that's where kind of Memphis made their mark, right? The other thing, the other thing too, is, is the end of the game, I wasn't too mad just because, look, man, you texted me that Steph hadn't scored in four straight fourth quarter games. He didn't score an OT today either. Shots he had were open. I, I, he's going to make them more often than not. He didn't tonight. So I, okay. So that, you you know, know, that's, the, that's the last yeah. thing I wanted to talk to you about. Statistically, yeah. this is just a factual statement. We just say third or fourth straight game. Fourth straight game in which he has not. No, sorry, third straight game in which he has not scored in the fourth quarter. And it, are you concerned today in any way about this? Is there something you're seeing that's making you think that this is like a trend? Do you think this is a function of them not having enough offense? And teams predominantly who are like, you know, not worthless are starting to realize that like, man, let's just throw eight bodies at him. Let's take our chances. Yeah, this this is where the uh this is where Clay Thompson needs to uh needs to come back as soon as possible. I mean, this this happened even with Clay on the floor, but Draymond and Igadala, this I don't think this is Steph specific. You can't you're not gonna make me act like Tommy on here, but uh 
Shouts to my guy. <laughs> but uh, this is this is Draymond Iguodala. It's mean, different for him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, He looks great. He looks fantastic physically. All of that. But uh, Draymond Iguodala, it's, it's really what it is to me. It, it, Steph, Steph can finish at the hole, but you know why he can't finish at the hole? Every, like there's there's everyone there. Everyone's on him, right? Like he doesn't have these open spaces to to get anywhere. It's basically he has to dance at the three point line and chuck up a shot and 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 then have it go in. So I, I think even when Clay comes back, that's a problem. And the other thing is with Draymond Iguodala, you kind of have to finish with those guys, right? And then Andrew Wiggins, like yeah, you know, you're guarding him out at the three. You don't want him to get an open look, but you're also not saying, oh my god, I need to hug him and not give him a, a touch at all, right? Like. If I'm playing Wiggins, and most of these guys are, you know, one pass away, maybe more, because end of the day, it's don't let Steph shoot. And I think that's kind of the problem. They got two guys that don't score. They got Damian Lee, who's a shooter, and then they got Andrew Wiggins, who's you know a, a decent shooter as well. That's not necessarily too scary. Yeah, I would have liked to see someone like Otto Porter get thrown out to some of those closing lineups. Like mm. now, it's I don't know why I'm the resident Otto Porter stand, but like uh, I I, w- I would have liked to see it. But you're right, like absent of a legitimate scoring threat like clay thompson like someone who like scares the hell out of a defense teams are just gonna throw three bodies at steph and be like dude if damian lee hits the shot we'll live with it you know because like we're not gonna get beat by steph curry you know if jordan Poole hits some big shots then so be it and then like god knows if draymond or Iguodala hit big shots you know they're like that's cool no big deal so i mean it's the nature of the Warriors, and I don't even want to say just under Steve Kerr, although we know Kerr prefers defense and kind of all-around players over playing offense. But, like, the roster is built in a way that, like, it's not like you can – it's hard for them to close with lineups with, like, multiple big-time offensive threats. And so it's always going to be a situation where it's, like, staff, yeah. some guys who are kind of, like, jack-of-all-trade defenders who are smart and – you know, you're hoping Jordan Poole or Damian Lee can kind of give you a little shot in the arm type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I agree. I, I think um, it, it's it's going to be what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we watched this game, and I forgot to bring this up earlier. At the end of the day, Steph, Draymond were turning the ball over insane amounts. Just, just you can't blame Wiggins. You can't blame you can't blame any of these other guys because your two best players on the floor tonight were just atrocious taking care of the ball. Draymond was throwing shit. He got a rebound and then just threw it to the other side of the floor where nobody was open. And then he had an eight-second violation. I mean, that's the stuff where you're like, I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> right? right. Oh, I was like, what I, are we I, doing? I was going to skip over the eight-second violation. But, yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the point stands. So, like, to me, like, my main takeaway, and I want to monitor it over other games, like, I'm skeptical they have enough offense against good playoff teams. Mm. Um, and it's it's really not something that's going to show itself and until you play games against a team like Memphis when like everyone's engaged down the the, the the end of the game where you notice like man I love Iggy and Draymond and these guys but it's like it's hard to play them all together if it, other guys aren't big time threats so that's kind of part of the reason we're like man you should maybe consider trading a kid for for a veteran so so that they're in a better position for the playoffs but hey man we've done enough of that podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think overall, before we get to the goons here, overall, I, I you know, I, I wasn't too. It was a, it was a bad effort. I mean, it was it was a bad game, bad, not a good loss. But I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as bad as some of the ones we saw last season, Sam. I, I think this is correctable. Just read the turnovers. Yeah. Some of the issues, I think, with ending and all that stuff. I think that's, 
you know, those are going to be there. Um, I think overall we've talked enough, but overall, I don't think it was that bad of a loss. Just it's frustrating though when you see this many turnovers. That's I do I do agree with you. And my my bigger picture thing is like I'm curious to see how they bounce back from it because like the thing that made last year frustrating was they would lose and they would not learn from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, well, I, and this team this team's a got a little point. high this team's got a little higher IQ. There's potential to learn from their losses here. <laughs> well, I, I think that's that's the point. Like if they had won this game with 23 turnovers, not that they keep doing it, but you know, you almost kind of start to slip into bad habits, right? Like, mm. but, but, you know, maybe the loss kind of, it's a veteran team. So I, it, grain of salt, right? But maybe with a loss, you go back and say, Jesus, guys, like, let's clean this up. Even the next game, it's against OKC, right? They should win by 20, but they got to clean this stuff up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, if you want to sound off, uh, request to speak. We're going to go to the speaker list. Ricky Garcia. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm tired. It was 84 here in LA, kind of warm. Anyway, I kind of want to sound off on the uh, Canadian Mo Harkless. Um, it was pregame. Steve said that. <laughs> <laughs> pregame, uh, Steve said that Wiggins would be the uh, primary defender on John Morant tonight. Seventeen and, in the flow, respect. Yeah, and uh, he, John Morant went off in the second half, of course. Um, you guys mentioned, you know, before uh, that he kind of just was out there tonight. To me, he kind of looks kind of unserious for the most part early on this season. And, you know, it, I think, you know, you kind of need that second star to contend for a championship, especially given um, how wide open the West kind of looks right now. And, you know, I'm not convinced that, you know, maybe Draymond, you know, is going to be that second star, particularly offensively, defensively. Yes, but offensively, no. And, you know, I'm not expecting Clay to be that second star right away. So what say you about Andrew Wiggins? Oh, man, we were oh. go for two hours. Ricky, G, let me, let me, Ricky yeah, Garcia, let me... I, appreciate, I appreciate you calling in. But, Andy, go for it. Yeah, I, I don't know if this was an Andrew Wiggins type of game. I don't know if this is a game that sh- should make us talk about Andrew Wiggins. He was, he was Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he was not special, but he was not terrible. 
Um, if you expect a war from, that's your fault. Um, it is not, it's not his fault because he has shown us time and time again he's not special. And that's fine because I don't think the Warriors expect him to be special. Fitz is out here, who's essentially Joe Lacob's mouthpiece, telling us that he's extremely solid day in, day out, and he is. So I, I think that the Warriors are, are going to rely on Clay Thompson by the end of the season to be their second best offensive player. It's not going to be Wiggins. Stop. Stop praying and hoping. It's not going to happen. He is going to be who he is for the rest of his career. It's just, it's, that's it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much with you, Andy. Like, you know, for every game, like the OKC game where he kind of takes over in the fourth quarter and you like, you squint your eyes and you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a little more there. Maybe there's a little more there. Then you go to the next game where he's just floating through it. It's not like he played bad defense. It's not like he didn't hit his shots. It's not like he didn't do his job, but like at no point was there ownership of the moment. That's like always my thing with him. You can say what you want about Draymond Green. And when he gets into those modes where he doesn't shoot the ball, I'm as frustrated as everyone else. But Draymond plays with a level of intensity that you have to want to win the game to do that. Draymond... Ooh. Was that the possession at the end of the fourth quarter where he blocked multiple shots? Or I was like, oh, I, dude, I was just was, about to say that. Oh man, that was that was just like, and I know he doesn't do it as often as he used to because he's thirty-one, he's not twenty-five, but like Draymond knows when it's winning time and he does his job. Wiggins, I mean, he needs someone to light a fire under him. Still, don't don't you ever put not you, but like I don't want to hear anyone ever put Andrew Wiggins in the same breath as Steph and Draymond. I mean, Steph and Draymond are champions and winners and the hardest working people in the NBA and they're competitors. They've got fire that you don't see out of anyone. And now I sound like bottle stop, but it's like those guys, <laughs> <laughs> those guys are fucking winners, man. Don't you ever put Andrew Wiggins in that, in that, uh, in the same stratosphere. Don't expect them to be that. He's solid. He is who he is. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, all, all I'm saying is if he if he took ownership of the moment and played a little harder in those, you know, they probably won this game. But whatever, <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting this game on him. I don't know why. You know, so, no, someone no. someone's going to no. scream at me online about this tomorrow. Whatever. <laughs> all right, let's keep moving. Nova. Hey guys. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, things I've noticed for this from this game. I think uh, Steph. You know, we we're talking about him scoring in the fourth, and I think it's a it's a function of Steve Kerr like uh, rotations, right? Like. He brings him in like what four minutes in the game, and he's out of rhythm by that point, you know. And yeah, it's something I've noticed all throughout the season. Finally, beat their ass today, and also just like um, you know the offense, right? Like I don't think you know if a team scouts our offense, I think it's very stoppable, as you saw. Like you know, it's it's good to catch teams that you know just playing regular defense, but like in the fourth quarter, right? When teams scout us and they're locked in, like, we see this problem all the time. So I think maybe we need to start playing more high pick and rolls. Maybe some Kenny, at, Kenny can bring some of his offense and, like, help Steve out. But, yeah, what do you guys think? Is Kenny there today? Was that, I don't know if I missed something. Maybe the comments can help us out. I don't know if I saw him. No, but that's a great call. That So, so Andy, do you think the offense at the end of games is a function of teams scouting it? Or is it, a, is it more a function of the personnel? Yeah, that that's see, such a great question. I feel like you can answer it better than I do, but I think a lot of it's personnel. I think it's 
But no matter what system you throw out there, you've got Draymond and Andre Godala. Those are just two guys that are just not, they're complete zeros at the end of the game. God bless them. Love them. Great defensive players and still very good. They're both, they're actually both really good for a bullshit three at the end of the game. I appreciate that. But like, (laughs) actually, actually they are. But but, but, but your point, your point stands like they're, they're not like half court out of the timeout possession guys. Yeah. And, and that's where clay comes in and Damian Lee did a good clay compression. I think a lot of it's just Steph missed shots today, man. And those were, I guess they were tough shots, but those are shots that we've seen Steph hit for a decade. So unless you tell me that Steph is declining and there's no reason to believe that the first five games of the season, you know, he'll hit those the next one, the next time that they play or the next post game. And and so I do agree with Nova. Like it would be good to get Steph in a little more pick and roll and kind of ball screen action at the end of games. But I also wonder how much it makes a difference if he's out there with three guys, the defense is like, look, man, if Iggy hits a game winner, Memphis coach can be like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, Draymond hits a game winner. They're going to be like, whatever, right? Like we know how they're going to guard those actions. So like until the Warriors roster has a wholesale change, it's rough in those specific moments. Like I think the more interesting thing is, you know, like if they should have brought an auto or Bielitsa or something like that, you know, just kind of open up the offense a little bit before then. I, but if you bring in auto, and by the way, one, one thing, uh, Steph, I'm really, way too much for auto this early in the season. No, I actually want to talk about that for a second. People are going to hate this yet again. So I want to talk about something else for a second, distract the attention. But Steph, Steph called off Draymond at the end of the, the first, uh, at the end of the regulation there to go ISO. And he, he ended up making the shot, but that's really what should be happening more often, right? I, MT put this, talked about this last year. It's like Steph's got to just go ISO sometimes. He's, he's not a guy that ever calls people off, but, you know, that's something he has to do because if he sets his, Draymond sets his screen, they're doubling. And, uh, you know, Draymond getting the ball in a four on three, it's cool, but, you know, doesn't actually work most of the time. So the other thing is, uh, you know, if you put auto in, who are you taking out? Probably Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I'm just saying like you're no, not taking fair. out a, it's, it's, yeah. it's Wiggins or Iguodala so right I'm not taking out Iguodala not, not if he's healthy like all right Max all right Max Kellerman. <laughs> uh you know I just if you can put Draymond Iguodala defensively and they can pass and you got Otto and MB yeah, it's, in it's, one it's corner tr- it's it's yeah. tough to take Andre out because he doesn't make mental mistakes and he he still hits big shots so I hear what you're saying it's like it's a, it's a tough call. It's almost easier when one of them's like sitting, like with a with a game off for a rest day to make that decision. Shit, I, um, I might I'm, I'd make it, but I'm not the coach. I'm not. I'm Steve Zero So, all right, we got we, we got one more caller, and then we have a friend of the show coming on afterwards. Thomas, what's up, man? Oh, sure. So, so yeah, um, regarding the the Wiggins thing, I don't know what his contract is up or anything, but like. Assuming it's done this season, like, do you guys want him back? Like, I don't know how much less he's willing to take, but do you think it'd be better off to have him or like use that money on like smaller role players? Thomas, great call. Um, so Wiggins has one more year after this, so he's not a free agent this summer. I don't know. I, I like. I I don't really want to get into it to be honest with you, Andy. So I, I feel like Wiggins at half the price. I'm content with. For sure. Like that's comfortable. Uh, but we're not there yet. We'll, we'll deal with that next summer, right? Yeah. Also, you're not, it's not like you're getting $30 million. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the other part. Like it doesn't clear cap space. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, 
I I don't think that's how it works. I think that what they could do is trade. But anyway, let's get to a friend of the show because uh, too much Wiggins talk for a night that I think the loss was mostly on the the amount of turnovers that that they had and and uh, you know some struggles down the stretch. Oh no! Oh God! Let's go! <laughs> let's go! Maples, what's up, man? You there? Turn your mute off. What's, what's, oh, there what, what's going on with y'all? <laughs> um, hey, by the way, I know you came here to gloat, but by the way, where were you at the Warriors World Tournament? I was expecting you to to chuck up like thirty shots a game. Where were you? Uh, no, we had a uh, we had a tournament, so you feel me? I and I had some family business, so I had, I couldn't make it. But <laughs> that was the first year I missed, man. I, I'm I'm upset. I was trying to get out there and get some buckets. Yeah, you could have guarded. Uh, you could have guarded a Leandro. Hey. You're, uh, you're, I gotta say, man, I, I show my team your your technique defending Zaza, man. It's an expert. Hey, hey, Andy Looney, baby, I got you. I, 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 I can put him through a little camp whenever you need me. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, nah, thanks but, for coming, man, Maples. Yeah, yeah not nah, I just put um, uh, after watching Russell Westbrook play point guard, uh, I had to watch some real basketball. Uh, finally, so. <laughs> uh, What's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all who don't know, I, I am a Laker fan. I just live up here, so I catch all the Warrior games. I just want to know, um, why doesn't uh, doesn't Pool kind of like have to close with uh, the way the Warriors are, even on his bad nights, because he's the only guy who can create off the off the dribble, right? So that's my question to you guys, who obviously are more tuned in to Warriors basketball than I am. I'm just curious about what you think about that until you get Clay back and and like at least close to 100 percent he's going to be. No, that's a great question. So, Andy, five games, pools closed, what, once? I think he closed the um, the Kings game. I, he's just been bad, Maples. I, I think that's just, even if they wanted him out there, I think it's been kind of fair to not. It, they've, they've closed with Damian Lee because he's Damian Lee's mistakes. Been, yeah, Damian Lee, and it's not just doesn't make mistakes. Damian Lee has been better than him this whole way. I think actually Steve's done a pretty good job of giving – Jordan Poole, like, a decent amount of rope to play through mistakes. And then just when it gets to winning time, put whoever's riding the hot hand at that point and at that point. And, like, quite frankly, it's been Damian Lee most of the way this year. So I, I, I just don't know what else you can do. Like, he hasn't been that quick leash with him. Well, the thing, Maples, we were saying earlier in the beginning was that you you watch Jordan Poole and, you know, he gets to the hole, he's quick, he can finish, but – but anything else in between in terms of decision making right now, when he gets the ball below a three point line, he is lost. Like yeah, he doesn't right. he doesn't know whether to shoot, pass, dribble. Like he just it, we think the game is way too fast for him. Um, I mean, look, he's not rust level in the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not it's not and, you know, he's twenty two. He's young. Yeah, I I was just curious about that because you know, is I got to watch his game start to finish. You just see Steph get hounded down the stretch again. And uh, he was he was just gassed tonight too towards the end. Like quite honestly, like, he didn't score the last seventeen minutes of the game, like the whole fourth from no team. So I was just wondering, like, just do you, do you do you ride through a couple more pool mistakes possibly just to make life kind of easier on Steph? That's I do I just, wonder. I do wonder if they should make a more concerted effort to get pool going. Like just like run yeah, right. some side pick and roll for him. Just like just. Live with the fact that he's going to have a dumb turnover and take a, kind of an out of control shot here and there because you realize you need that second shot creator. Because, like, the reality is, like, Memphis is a good team. I don't even think Memphis is a great team, but good teams 
are just going to continue overloading on Steph. And like playing for the playoffs, you, you kind of ha- you have to figure out something to get around that because like that's not going away. Yeah, I heard you mention it might be time to you know um, you know got all those kids and Wiseman man to get another creator. If if, if you, <laughs> you know, I know that's a hot topic in this fan base. I'm sorry, Wiseman trade. I said it. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, our, it's our favorite. It's our favorite. We bring it up right. every couple of weeks whenever yeah, we so need just to like, get, get the people going. You don't think like that could be like a key, like, like that's the missing piece right now, right? Just somebody who can dribble, right? Well, well, you talked about, I mean, Sam, we I talked mean, about I mean, bio market, let, a trade let, deadline let's, stuff. Let's run, yeah. to, but like how many players do the Warriors have who can dribble over the last like eight years? Like it's like four. It's like Steph, Cade. I mean, we're not even counting Clay, by the way. Yeah, Steph, like, Steph, KD, like Barbosa that one year. And then like, like it's not, yeah. But I mean, it, to Maple's point, yeah. I mean, if you can add another shot creator to this team who is not a liability on defense, I take them against anyone, right? Like, is, isn't that isn't that what it comes down to, Andy? Like, I might take their chances without one, but like with one, who's a problem for them? Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it's defense too. On the other side of the court is, uh, I want to get your thoughts on John Morant too, Maples, because he, uh, God, he is he might be my third best, second best player, favorite player to watch in the NBA, and just he looks like he's going to be top tier top two three-point guard in the NBA for a long time. What do you think about right. him tonight? And overall, honestly. Right. Well, b- before the draft, I, I dropped a very hot take before that draft. I was like, I, I would kind of, just to where the game is, I, w- I would have taken him over Zion. And of course, over Zion. That, that, this is before the draft, <laughs> I said that. Um, and, you know, Zion's been great. He's just not on the floor. That's a different story. Like Bell build that those two is just a whole different story. But yeah, man, he's definitely up next. Um, like I said, on, on Sunday, against LeBron and AD, he was the best player on the floor. And it, it was, like, clear. Mm. And you know, I think the most the scariest part about it is he thinks he's the best player every night, no matter who's he's going up, who he's going up against. I think yeah. that's, like, the final step for a true superstar in the NBA. Like, I go out there, like, I don't care who's out here. I'm I'm the best player. And you can see, clearly see that in how he plays. I'm with you. He's, he's definitely in my top five players to watch. I just, I just, the guy is so in control at all times. I think people are comparing him to, to D Rose a little bit, Russ a little bit. And I'm just watching. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like he's got some Chris Paul type of, I'm just going to control this game, making the right decision every possession down the court. Every time I'm going to make the right decision. I, I, I don't think and I, it's, it's crazy. I don't think he's a traffic cop that Chris Paul is. Nobody is. Nobody. If you watch, he lets other guys do stuff like Bane. <laughs> And, yeah, like, I know. Right, yeah, Anderson, they get a fair yeah. amount of chances to like create. Like he's not like every possession, wait till I run his pick and roll and wait till I kick to you to shoot. Like he's very good about knowing when to put his foot on and off the gas pedal. And at age 22, that is pretty special oh. having that already Ooh. at age 22. I love yeah. I, and I, love I just, I just love how fearless he is, man. He, he like, well, it's, it's, to be honest, it's the combination of thinking you're the best player on the floor and being mentally engaged like down to the details like it, he can't guard Steph but like very few players can but like his engagement level mentally defensively not losing Steph and just kind of hanging around the whole way through like you don't see guards of that age like lock in at that level 
the way he does the whole way through. I don't know. I think, I think he's special. Yeah. Just as long as he doesn't get hurt. And I don't think he plays as crazy as he does anymore. The first couple of years he was flying, trying to dunk everything. I maybe no, he fell sm- one time he's, today. He's smooth. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like uh, the, he's, the, he's, an, he's an explosive athlete, but he doesn't play as explosive. That agent, that agent stepped in after that first, first rookie year. It was like, check this out. Seth. There's Remember? no, ex- <laughs> no yeah. extension been signed yet. You need to relax out there. Uh, right? Remember, I remember watching him. I was like, oh, this guy's this guy's gonna derose himself. Like he's going to hurt himself. He's not but now I'm watching him like, does he even <laughs> you know, like and it's fine. You don't need to play like that to be effective. And my God, tonight just I don't know, man. I love him. I love him. He's uh he's gonna be so good for so long. Yeah, man. I just like I said, man, uh I'm watching a lot more of the NBA basketball. Like I I know you guys have probably been there as Warrior fans. But you don't know. You probably do know. But just that feeling of hating watching the team you root for is <laughs> like it's not fun watching <laughs> play right now at all. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, let's let's talk like this. Let's talk like this because Warriors fans are gonna want to hear this. If you, if you want to throw a little event session on Bay Boys, we're happy. No, to I'm hear just it. saying. Like, it just it just like I think uh, I've been pretty consistent with the time I'm about what I think about Russell Westbrook. That was like cool. It's fun to watch. Never want him on my team. Like it's the same thing. It's like cool. It's fun. Whatever. Why not get the stats? Uh, how about him playing about stat patent, bro? After all the what we see in life, like, hey, what do we do? Like it's just <laughs> him. I'm like when I saw, I was like that guy complaining complaining about stat patent. Golly, <laughs> we in the matrix. <laughs> Goodness gracious. When when is the uh, over under? When is the LeBron media leak about Russ being a problem coming like right now it's just side eye stuff it's not you know LeBron's not taking it serious this early but at some point when when Russ looks him off we're gonna get the look and that's when it's gonna get fun uh I think LeBron is concerned about getting healthy right now more than anything. He, he, just, he, he just can't stay on the court. Politi- like, political. Yeah, it's been it's not it's been freak it's been freak accidents. He can't stay on the court, but some of that comes with age. But I just like it's a huge miscalculation, man. Like Buddy Hill was right there. The trade was done according to some mm-hmm. reports, and then LeBron and you know Rob just now nah, we want to get Westbrook. Now it just like the fit from jump is just like what are you doing? It's like it's always the LeBron's entire. It's LeBron, another star, and shooting. Like that's been the formula. I, I don't know why you tinker with that in year nineteen. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So why don't let players uh, do the uh, do the? You sound, like, sound like Joe Lacob right now, Andy. <laughs> that's why. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm not trading Wiseman Kuminga for. <laughs> I, is LeBron's ankle really? I find it. I just. LeBron seems like a guy that's always going to be – he's going to be there when it counts. Is that ankle really something that's still bothering him from, from last season? It's kind of crazy to think about. Like, I'm not – no, I just – I think he got hit in it again. The guy, like, in the same exact injury, just not as extreme. The guy got over to his ankle. Man. And it's like, yeah. So, I don't know. This is as you get older. I think it's just it's just a longer recovery time when you get older. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just you just don't bounce back like you used to. Like, even though LeBron spent an insane amount of money on his body, it's just you just don't bounce back the same way. And also, he's never been a, like, he's just not, LeBron is always a long game. Like, Kobe is like, you know, I'm playing regardless. You got to strap me down and keep me out this game. LeBron is like, October against the Orlando Magic? <laughs> uh, no. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, the two, it's just LeBron's always playing a long game. 
All right, Maples. Appreciate appreciate you chiming in. It's all good, man. Uh, Coming anytime. Love the show. Thanks for having me on. Y'all be smooth, man. Yes, sir. Couple of hoop. Got to check out Maples Pod too. Absolutely. Jake, what's going on, man? Shit, Jake Paul is on. Oh wow. Not that Jake Paul. Or is it that Jake Paul? Or or is it? (laughs) Different Jake Paul. Ah, there we go. (laughs) What's up, man? Um. I have some thoughts on the Lakers. Oh yeah, like as a Laker fan, but I feel like I'm. I feel like there's gonna have to be some hard decisions, and as far as playing some of these old ass guys that are just awful on defense, I'm talking about Melo, Rondo, DeAndre Jordan. Monk is pretty small. We got some bad defenders, <laughs> and, and yeah. a lot of our good players are injured, but. I don't want to see any of these players play in the playoffs. Those are my thoughts. I don't know. I'm going to take it from there. Appreciate it, Jake. I don't know how this turned into Laker talk, but <laughs> but hey, anything to deflect from the Warrior Memphis game, right? <laughs> I you look, man. Anytime, anytime, like uh, that's how I live my life. You know, if something's going wrong, you laugh at someone else that's having it worse. And uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at the Lakers go up 26 against the Thunder yesterday and lose the game and. Holy shit, man. It makes me feel a little better about the Warriors. I don't know. The Lakers, I, I keep thinking, Sam, that like they're going to figure it out and they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. But I don't know. I don't know. The roster construction kind of fucking matters, as we saw with the Warriors. It matters. All right. Omar, what's up, man? Hey, tough to follow up Maples. Um, so I don't want to, you know, shit on anybody too much. Like, you know, uh, 4-1, that's good overall. And I hate to bring it up, but I kind of want to talk about Looney right now. Um, you know, I've never seen a more mediocre team with more untouchable pieces. And two-way wigs can't let him go. Like, rookies can't let him go. And Looney's one of the last people I'd want to let go. But this guy looks completely cooked right now. It's not looking great. Brandon, he got better over the course of last season. But the context here is we have so many holes in the roster. He looks really far off the guy he was three years ago. He's earning five million. That's expiring. Our owner is definitely not going to be paying that amount ever again, on like a you know mid-level exception or whatever. At what point, like, what are you looking for? Um, you know, to say we got to move on because for, for me personally, I'm like Bob Myers got to do his job. Yeah, I, I think to, I think to Omar's overall point, it's not about Looney as much as like they just need to add a little more talent. Like it can't just be Steph, Clay, and a bunch of goons. Like. You need a certain amount of goons, but you also need a certain amount of basketball players. So that that's kind of the thing. I don't have an issue with Looney. It's it's more like overall, like, do I need to see Looney and Draymond play together? Probably or even a, a big that can, you know, actually roll to the rim with force. Like, you know, you have them earning well, minimum level contracts. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. You articulated as, well, Sam. As, hey, Omar, as Fitz says... You know, every broadcast within five minutes of the game. This is why James Wiseman is on this <laughs> roster. And when he comes back, seven foot seven wingspan, he's going to be the one that's dead. You know? So. Uh, Appreciate it, Omar. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, last call. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. He talks about that every broadcast. Bernardo. Bernardo, what's up, man? Hey, hey, Sam Andy. How are you guys? Good. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. I just wanted to like 
I'm gonna throw some Lakers here. I, I'm a hundred percent sure that Westbrook is gonna get traded by for Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and, well, okay. leaving that apart, look, I'm uh, I'm really I was really excited about this loss in so many ways. Since turn, I mean, we lost this game by turnovers, and but I'm uh, you know, I was watching like I believe we either I think it was um. Iguodala missing that um, dunk in the fourth quarter, and I and I was kind of like envisioning like guys like Wiseman could have done this, you know, we could have won this game, and yeah, just I mean I'm really excited because like we're this is good that it's happening right now, but I, I mean we're gonna get so much better after this. I I think there's I think that's that's a very good point. I think the it's five games. You don't want the Warriors to look. Well, I mean you would rather them look amazing, but you don't want them to peak in the beginning. I think there's still a lot to work on. I think the main point is there. There's I don't like what I don't like it when people say just wait till Clay Wiseman and Kaminga are back because Clay, those two guys should not be mentioned in the same breath as Clay. But I also think Kaminga right now is going to be a lot different. Wiseman right now is going to be a lot different than come April. Same with Clay. Um, I obviously think it matters more for Clay. Yeah, no, no, I agree, and, and that's a great call, Bernardo. Like in the scheme of things, I think the Warriors have had a very positive first five games. Kind of sucks to lose to Memphis, but like compared to last year, I would take this start. And I think there's there's things to work on, but there's also things to build on, and and that's really what matters here. Like, let's see where they go from. Yeah. Let's see where they go from. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can't. Sorry, you're not going twenty four and zero. We're not going twenty four and zero, but uh, still, still a lot of stuff to work on. I think. Uh, Jordan Poole, let's get Jordan Poole up and running. I think Saturday will be a good one for him. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Appreciate you guys. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.